What I love about it is God uses his way of calling everyone individually different. The story of Paul's conversion from Saul in the road to Damascus, uh, his portrayal of it is a, is a loud boom and a sound, and there are other men with him, but nobody else can see Jesus, only Saul. And what that told me is God likes to do it individually to each person. That was specific to Saul on how he wanted to communicate with him. For me, it was very much the same. My wife was actually a big part of my testimony. See, I married my wife uh, as I was a believer. She was an atheist, oddly enough. This is an important part of our story. Uh, I did not convert her. God converted her through his relationship and just an outpouring of love to her. And it it was so inspiring to me that, uh, you know, if you're married and and you see your spouse get enthusiastic about something, you really want to be part of it. And we have a saying at our church, and that is, if God's in it, you want it. We started attending our church, and about two years later, uh, after working through Life Wealth here, I had a calling, and it was where I was at what we call our men's breakfast. Tuesday morning, uh, we sit down and hear testimonies or scriptural passages shared in life application. And one of the questions we we ask is, what's God saying to you, and what are you going to do about it? Welcome to the Orlando Impact Podcast, a podcast dedicated to shining the spotlight on purpose-driven leaders in the Orlando area. If you are looking to sharpen your leadership skills while being inspired by the struggles and stories of triumph of local leaders, this podcast is for you. Hey, Andy Young here with the Life Wealth Group, and I believe that everybody has a dream that drives them forward. Join myself and Hilgard this week and every week as we discuss thoughts and ideas with some of Orlando's top leaders. From business owners to leaders of nonprofits, these discussions can help you make better decisions for how to run your business and live a life that you dream about. Welcome to the show. All right, so I want to welcome this episode. A little bit different take than what we normally do. Zach Bollinger, certified financial planner, but he's with Discovery Church, uh, actually the campus director in Winter Garden. Uh, So Zach, we'll start off. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I actually had leftover new Dutch oven, this campfire breakfast scramble. I found a recipe for Andy. It's like this mountain men, little title, mountain men breakfast, where it's just sausage, (laughs) eggs, cheese, everything that's going to give me high cholesterol later on in life. But it was an awesome breakfast, brother. All right. So... Zach, I know that you you came on board with the Life Wealth team uh, a little while ago, uh, but you were called to ministry uh, with that. I know we had conversations about it, but I just wanted to share a little bit as far as your backstory first, as far as where did you grow up uh, and what got you interested in the financial planning industry to begin with? Yeah, great question, Andy. Thanks for asking it. Uh, So I'm a military brat. I spent most of my childhood growing up in foreign embassies in different countries, and my family and I moved every two to three years. Uh, It wasn't until 1996 that I formally came back to the United States and uh, have been in Florida ever since. But every two to three years, we were moving from place to place, and my father was an officer in the Army. He actually was a foreign diplomat, and he retired after 24 years in the Army. Now, if you're a military rat yourself, you know that moving around, living in foreign embassies, it's actually not very expensive. Uh, You have the PX and the commissary on the base. 
there's really not a lot of shopping you do. You don't go outside of the base that often in the places that I live. To give you an idea, I lived in Russia in 1989 to 91 when communism was falling. So that's not the type of a place where you just go out and shop a lot. Um, so that said, when I grew up, I was anticipating that my father uh, had a good amount of savings put aside with my mom. My mom was a stay-at-home mother. She did some odd jobs here and there with the State Department, but she raised my younger brother and I for the most part while my dad was off um, you know, for extended periods of time. And when I got into high school, I started noticing and observing other friends as they got cars from their parents or they were talking about how their family was going to help them out with going into college. And I started to have those financial conversations with my family. I quickly realized that really my parents hadn't done a good job in savings. You know, it's my job to take care of myself as a man. And we all want to do that as a parent and, and kind of teach our kids lessons about growing up. But at the same point, it really would have helped me out if my parents could have done that, you know, with student loans and things along those lines. So I will tell you what, what got me into the industry is not wanting to have to be in a place like my dad was where he retired 24 years in the military, really not having a good retirement savings. In fact, he had to go back as a government employee at the Treasury Department and work for about 14 years in order to retire. Wow. Wow. So it, I hear this story, a lot of uh, youth, when they're going through and they're, they're coming up and they're starting to learn about money, money is a taboo topic in a lot of households. It, you know, we, we want to try to shy away from it. We want to pretend like, hey, this yeah. is no problem. Uh, you'll figure it out eventually. You don't need to figure it out right now. And it's normally because it's a stressful topic. Uh, so it sounds like that was similar in, in your upbringing with that, uh, that it just kind of you know, hey, you figure it out. I don't want to go through the stress of explaining it again. <laughs> yeah, you know, as a military man, you'd have to imagine my father was a really strong planner, someone that thought out uh, tactics. He was military intelligent. Intelligence was his field, but yet this was a very difficult subject for him to approach the family table and to discuss things like credit with us and discuss savings and talk about reality and where we sat until it hit us. And I think that falls from my experience where most people get to if they don't plan. You, you hit the nail on the head. They, they wait, they defer, and they let life go on. And eventually, what happens is in a moment's need, you have to go back and say, okay, have we really talked through this? And it causes things like marital problems, like in my case, you know, a family disruption where there might cause tension within the family. So it leads to more than just a money impact. It really impacts friends, family, and even relationships with marriages in this capacity. So it's important to start soon, start now, and you know, begin in the small baby steps. Don't worry about tackling the whole world all at once. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You don't need to try to fix everything. We're just trying to fix one leak first. Uh, in the boat. So if I look at that, so you were worried about trying to figure out how does money work? How does wealth creation work? How does retirement at some point in time work? And you decided to look at the industry of financial uh, planning or financial advice. How did you first get started in the industry? Yeah, so way back in the day, as they say, uh, I decided to go to Florida State and get my degree in economics. And that taught me a lot about the economy and the markets, but not really about how to handle my own finances. So when I began right out of college, I jumped into a company that was a financial planning firm. 
Now this term financial planning in our industry is loosely used. Not to discredit anyone, but you could go into the bank and the person at the counter is labeled a financial planner. You could go get a mortgage and that person is labeled a financial planner. The term I use financial planner really is someone that's a holistic, all encompassed financial planner that's gonna look over all the what ifs, taxes, insurance, estate planning, investments, retirement issues, you name it. And when I started, I again worked for a company that had that model. And what I liked about it was that I didn't learn only one facet. If you look at many of the companies out there, they're either only insurance based and then they have a small pocket for investments and insurance, or they're all investments with a very small amount around insurance and planning. I learned that as I went through the industry and I said to myself, wow, you know, I really want to always be a planner. I don't want to branch off and then only become an investment expert. I really found myself as more like that general practitioner setting. So I went through three companies over 14 years worth of experience, always being a financial planner. The, the thing that did for me, Andy, was it allowed me to have confidence in the plans I built for my clients. Uh, many times clients came to me and said, hey, the, the firm I'm with now or the relationship I have now, I feel is just very transactional and I only get a small bit of my overall plan taken care of. I don't know how to handle this. Whatever this is to them became something very important. And at that time, what they were realizing was they had to go to seven different people. They had to go to their accountant, their insurance agent, the stockbroker. Uh, they had to go to the estate planner. Those are all still needed aspects, but no one was helping them oversee that entire relationship. So they were getting mixed ideas and then even conflicting information that all that did was just cause more confusion for them and their family. So by being that, I almost saw myself in the role as like a puzzle former and I would solve puzzles for them that were very complicated. And to me, that was exciting. It was never a dull moment. I never got bored with my job. In fact, uh, helping people really to find how God has asked them to steward their money is one of the most important things I've learned through my experience in financial planning. Yeah, we, we, we know it as far as with when we're having conversations with people, you have limited resources to be able to allocate and be a steward of. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're making $5,000 a month or $50,000 a month, you still have a limited amount of resources to be able to, to put to work each and every month. Uh, to be able to to use that to the most benefit for you. So you've been in the industry now. It's It's been quite a few years. Along mm -hmm. the way, you decided to do something different than a lot of people. And you actually went out mm -hmm. and you decided to study extra hard and get your certified financial planning. Uh, tell us how that went. Yeah, the certified financial planning designation is uh, no joke. Uh, it is a very serious exam but it's a well-respected designation. And really what it does for clients that are watching this and not really sure of the designation itself, I would encourage you to go to cfp.net and take a look at what goes into it. But in effect, it is to make sure that you have all the code of ethics, the standards that would need to be practiced to put the client's best interest at heart. That's first and foremost, is to create a non uh, a, a non-issue where there is no sort of a conflict of interest between you and the client and you at your company are putting your client's best interest at heart as a fiduciary. 
So what goes into that is a year-long study course with six modules. And at the time I took it, it was a two-day, 10-hour exam, which required some snacking and lunching in between my friend to make sure I had enough energy to do it. Um, but through that, what it allowed me to do, it's, it's not about me. It's really about what it allowed me to do for my clients. At that point in time, I, I was able to see things even more from the holistic landscaping and making sure that as I worked along with their other business partners, like their accountants and their estate planners, we were all buttoned up, making sure that nothing was going to slip by that was going to be important to their family. What I love about it is God uses his way of calling everyone individually different. And the story of Paul's conversion from Saul and the road to Damascus, uh, his portrayal of it is a, is a loud boom and a sound, and there are other men with him, but nobody else can see Jesus, only Saul and hit at that time before Paul could. And what that told me is God likes to do it individually to each person. That was specific to Saul on how he wanted to communicate with him. For me, it was very much the same. Uh, my wife was actually a big part of my testimony. See, I married my wife uh, as I was a believer. She was an atheist, oddly enough. This is an important part of our story. Uh, I did not convert her. God converted her through his relationship and just Amazing. an outpouring of love to her. And it, it was so inspiring to me. That, uh, you know, if you're married and you see your spouse get enthusiastic about something, you really want to be part of it. And we have a saying at our church, and that is, if God's in it, you want it. And uh, we came actually through marriage counseling to our church. We referred to it, uh, just working on all of the issues that would come from, you know, her conversion and the struggles of being a new father at that point. My, my daughter was about a year old. And we started attending our church and about two years later uh, after working through life wealth here i had a calling and it was where i was at what we call our men's breakfast where a group of about 50 men at my campus get together and every tuesday morning uh, we sit down and hear testimonies or scriptural passages shared in life application and one of the questions we we ask is what's god saying to you and what are you going to do about it and uh, I really meditated on that for some time. And what I heard is, um, I want you to go back to a story, Zach, that you know. And it's in Mark chapter 10. I'm going to show you something. Some of you might know what this is called. It's a book, but it's not just any book. It's a Bible. I know in this day in technology, it's a little, little unique. But in, uh, in Mark 10, in uh, 
chapter 10, verses 20 through 22, there's a story about a young rich man that approaches Jesus on the road and says, Jesus, what do I need to do to, to get into heaven? And Jesus says to him, you know, you know what to do. You don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie, don't, don't do all the Ten Commandments that we've, you know, ordained. Make sure you do those. And the guy says, well, I've done all that. What, what else do I need to do? And he says, hmm, I want you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Pick up your cross and follow me. Now, that story I've known for a really long time. Uh, but what happened after that men's breakfast is I prayed about what is God asking to me. Men, ladies, I don't know what to tell you about how you hear from God. Everyone's got their own way. But for me, I visually saw the word pastor, which I found very unique because that is not where my head was. I've been in the industry for 14 years as a certified financial planner. I mean, look at what you do for a living and imagine stopping that and cutting cold turkey to go do something else after all that hard work. Uh, That's very unusual. So what I did was I seek counsel from godly men. I spoke to my pastor. I actually spoke to Hilgart, who's the owner of Life Wealth Group, and talked about this. And at the end, what, what I realized was it was a calling. And what affirmed that was everyone around me agreeing with it. And that was something unique at that point. So I said to myself, am I going to be this guy <laughs> that walks away not making the sale and living in sorrow from that moment? Or is this something I'm really going to do? You got to imagine there's a lot that goes into it, not just from a life change, but there's what are my friends going to think kind of conversations all the way to do we have enough money to make this to work, make this work. And I got to tell you, if I hadn't been a planner and had a financial plan, it wouldn't have worked. I would have been bound by debt. I would have been bound by my obligations that says you've got a bondage on Zach Bollinger and he can't make this change. And what I love about the financial plan is the freedom the freedom that it brought to me to be able to allow me to make that sort of a move. And not only that, not only was it, you know, Andy, a great story about a change where from financial planning to working in ministry, but I still get to do both, which is really unique. Most people have to leave one to go to the other, but the way that God planned out my path was so that he would allow those 14 years that he provided me not to be a waste not to be a waste. And I asked him that. I said, Lord, please don't let all this time and energy that that I've spent working in your kingdom and financial planning to go away. And what I love about it is he said, no, in fact, I want you to work in a, you know, teaching biblical scripture to people and making disciples. But on top of that, I want you to help them with their finances and stewarding it the way that I've called them to in scripture. And I think if you get that sort of a basis within a plan, the freedom comes from your belief in Jesus, but also the freedom from bondage, which is what the enemy loves to go after, is to tie you down, tell you that, hey, you're a millionaire and you can do whatever you want. I'll tell you, I knew tons of wealthy individuals that were in bondage because they let the money as this man and, and Mark 10 shows own them, that owned him, where that they wouldn't change what their heart was telling them to do because they felt that that possession owned them. Yeah, it's it's far too common that you see that somebody uh, has tried, they've set a dollar amount in their head. So they said, if only I have a million dollars, then I can retire. Then I can do all the things that I'm dreaming of. And 
you know, with a proper financial plan, you might find out $800,000 is all you need and it unlocks everything. You can step away from work. You can do mm. ministry how you want to. You can love on your kids and your grandkids, go on the trips, travel, do everything that you've ever dreamed of. But if you're solely tying yourself to that number and not where your heart's leading you, you're going to be left wanting. So it's, it's an important fact that we see that comes up all the time when we're doing mm -hmm. a plan with somebody is where's your heart leading you, where your values, what is going on there? Because we can make everything else work as long as we know that step first. Uh, well said. So Zach, with, with discovery, tell us a little about uh, with the being over the campus now, what does that mean? Uh, that's a, it's a fun question because in the role of the church, it, it's so, uh, ebb and flow daily, uh, constant shuffle. It's a very people-driven business, right? It's all about people. So as a campus director, I wear two hats. The first hat is on administration and making sure that the church is up and running well. So that would consider things like the facility itself, um, making sure that all of our facility equipment and utilization of the space is in perfect shape for our members, for small groups, for gatherings, and obviously for church services. That was a unique time for me to join, which was in December of 2019. As you can all imagine, that was right at the early entry stages of COVID-19. We were just hearing about it in the news, you know, building from China, but all of a sudden starting with the church, which was already uh, virtually streaming on our Sunday services, to fully have to shut down almost on a, you know, pin drop notice to then go virtual, my role shifted in that moment dramatically. We also had a unique situation where my pastor from my campus was going on a sabbatical that had already been planned for five weeks, uh, and he left before COVID lockdown had hit. He was actually away when that occurred. So as you can imagine, that first entry phase for me was, uh, was a, a, you know, just a flash flood of information and change. But I think that's God working through me. It, it, he loves to find ways in order to strengthen us, and it's building character that you find in the midst of a shuffle that, that you're able to do that. So I, I wear that hat as a administrator, if you will, but then on the, the other side of the hat, which is a very important role, is the pastoral hat that I wear. So I oversee our hospitality teams. When you were to enter our facility, you'd be greeted. Everyone from the parking lot all the way up to our prayer team that helps pray, pray over people. And I just help to make sure that those folks are getting what they need to feel spiritually fulfilled. You know, we, we joke and we'll say sometimes like you've got a cup and if you're constantly pouring into everybody else and not filling your own cup, you're eventually going to run out of water. And that's a really important concept re related to spiritual growth, but also financial growth as well. And when I look at that pastoral role hat, it's just so unique because you're dealing from all different people from different backgrounds in life, many of them coming to you proactively from a broken place. and I see how God lined me up in this because in financial planning, a lot of that transitions to what I do now. You know, Andy, you're a planner. You know how it is. People rarely walk through the front door and go, hey, I'd like to get help because everything is perfect. <laughs> Just doesn't happen. The line's not out the door. What we find is you get the phone call when someone says, I did not plan for this to happen now, and it just did. What do I do? I got the tax bill I wasn't expecting. My kid got you know into a situation. I've got to help him out. What are my liability concerns? 
you know, I, I haven't saved enough and now my job forced me to retire and I've got this pension option that I've got to pick from. So they're forced into a scenario that makes them feel uncomfortable and they seek help. People don't convert to any sort of religion, in my opinion, in the middle. They do it at the precipice or in the valley. When life is at its worst, they find their place to say, I've got to find a different path because where I'm going is not good. And on the peak side of it, it's who do I have to thank for what I've been blessed with? Something has, someone has to be looking out for me because this just doesn't make sense. And I find as you have those discussions with people, it's just unique to see what life brings them and the way it's never the same story. Yeah, that is a very true statement. Life will come at you fast and it will always be changing. So Zach, where can people, where can people get more information about yourself or Discovery Church uh, to be able to, to keep up with you? Thanks, Andy. Discoverychurch.org would be our website. We have a central campus, which is in Sand Lake and Orange Blossom Trail. It's a new developed campus that opened up in February brand brand new and then we have our uh satellite campuses if you will which is the one i work at in winter garden and the other one in alafaya so you can attend all three campuses we live stream from our sand lake campus on our sunday services like i mentioned earlier we are currently uh you know broadcasting right now wednesday nights as well as sunday services and a watch on demand feature so that people that are obviously dealing with looking for a job or this busy season through COVID can simply watch it and uh, go back over recording that we have. Um, so you can do that. And of course, if you do come by the Winter Garden campus, uh, please make sure to say hello to me. We aren't open at the moment, but we are eager, eagerly awaiting the time when the restrictions lift and we feel that it's safe for our members to come back into our facilities. Well, fantastic. Zach, thanks for sharing the impact that you're making in the community with others. And this has been our first episode of Meet the Advisor. So I appreciate you taking the time to be able to share your story, both professionally and personally, uh, so we can get to know you better. Hey, sorry for the interruption. It's Andy. I know you're listening to the Orlando Impact Podcast because you want to help maximize your impact in your family, community, and organizations that you care about. I've got something for you. If you want to take this a step further, I want you to head on over to thelifewealthgroup.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. This is a collection of hand-picked articles along with focus on things that you can be doing to make a difference. We send it every Friday straight to your inbox. Finally, I would like to invite you to our upcoming webinar that will help educate you on making informed decisions for retiring in the new normal. So go to thelifewealthgroup.com to sign up today for our weekend reading and keep informed on how you can continue to make an impact in your community. So the biggest thing that I've noticed uh, hearing from you and other people that have pursued the, the certified financial planner or CFP designation has been the fact that you're trying to figure out, listen, it's not just investment planning that makes a plan work. You've got to have income planning, the investments that are actually going to be in line with when you need it, looking at the estate planning, looking at tax planning and looking at healthcare planning. So it all comes together so that that way you can get the most out of it. 
so the fact that you went through that in a year, uh, that's a trailblazing speed for those that don't know. That's fantastic. Uh, and then the, the test on the back end. So Zach, over the, your career and working within that and seeing how everything worked uh, with families and how money affected them, uh, you obviously had a higher calling to get you in the seat that you're in now. How did that transition go from financial planning to helping uh, on the campus at Discovery Church? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, it's such a unique and interesting story. And what I love about it is God uses his way of calling everyone individually different. And the story of Paul's conversion from Saul and the road to Damascus uh, his portrayal of it is a, is a loud boom and a sound, and there are other men with him, but nobody else can see Jesus, only Saul and hit at that time before Paul could. And what that told me is God likes to do it individually to each person. That was specific to Saul on how he wanted to communicate with him. For me, it was very much the same. Uh, my wife was actually a big part of my testimony. See, I married my wife. Uh, as I was a believer, she was an atheist, oddly enough. This is an important part of our story. Uh, I did not convert her. God converted her through his relationship and just Amazing. an outpouring of love to her. And it, it was so inspiring to me that, uh, you know, if you're married and you see your spouse get enthusiastic about something, you really want to be part of it. And we have a saying at our church, and that is, if God's in it, you want it. And uh, we came actually through marriage counseling to our church. We referred to it. Uh, just working on all of the issues that would come from, you know, her conversion and the struggles of being a new father at that point. My, my daughter was about a year old and we started attending our church. And about two years later, uh, after working through Life Wealth here, I had a calling and it was where I was at what we call our men's breakfast, where a group of about 50 men at my campus get together. And every Tuesday morning, uh, we sit down and hear testimonies or scriptural passages shared in life application. And one of the questions we, we ask is, what's God saying to you and what are you going to do about it? And uh, I, I really meditated on that for some time. And what I heard is, um, I want you to go back to a story, Zach, that you know. And it's in Mark chapter 10. I'm going to show you something. Some of you might know what this is called. It's a book, but it's not just any book. It's a Bible. I know in this day in technology, it's a little, little unique, but in, uh, in Mark 10, in uh, chapter 10, verses 20 through 22, there's a story about a young rich man that approaches Jesus on the road and says, Jesus, what do I need to do to, to get into heaven? And Jesus says to him, you know, you know what to do. You don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie, don't, don't do all the Ten Commandments that we've you know, ordained. Make sure you do those. And the guy says, well, I've done all that. What, what else do I need to do? And he says, hmm, I want you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Pick up your cross and follow me. Now, that story I've known for a really long time. Uh, but what happened after that men's breakfast is I prayed about what is God asking to me. Men, ladies, I don't know what to tell you about how you hear from God. Everyone's got their own way. But for me, I visually saw the word pastor which I found very unique because that is not where my head was. I've been in the industry for 14 years as a certified financial planner. I mean, look at what you do for a living and imagine stopping that and cutting cold turkey to go do something else after all that hard work. Uh, that's very unusual. So what I did was I seek counsel from 
godly men. I spoke to my pastor. I actually spoke to Hilgart, who's the owner of Life Wealth Group, and talked about this. And at the end, what, what I realized was it was a calling. And what affirmed that was everyone around me agreeing with it. And that was something unique at that point. So I said to myself, am I going to be this guy <laughs> that walks away not making the sale and living in sorrow from that moment? Or is this something I'm really going to do? You got to imagine there's a lot that goes into it, not just from a life change, but there's what are my friends going to think kind of conversations all the way to do we have enough money to make this to work, make this work. And I got to tell you, if I hadn't been a planner and had a financial plan, it wouldn't have worked. I would have been bound by debt. I would have been bound by my obligations that says you've got a bondage on Zach Bollinger and he can't make this change. And what I love about the financial plan is the freedom, the freedom that it brought to me to be able to allow me to make that sort of a move. And not only that, not only was it, you know, Andy, a great story about a change where from financial planning to working in ministry, but I still get to do both, which is really unique. Most people have to leave one to go to the other, but the way that God planned out my path was so that he would allow those 14 years that he provided me not to be a waste, not to be a waste. And I asked him that. I said, Lord, please don't let all this time and energy that, that I've spent working in your kingdom and financial planning to go away. And what I love about it is he said, no, in fact, I want you to work in a, you know, teaching biblical scripture to people and making disciples. But on top of that, I want you to help them with their finances and stewarding it the way that I've called them to in scripture. And I think if you get that sort of a basis within a plan, the freedom comes from your belief in Jesus, but also the freedom from bondage, which is what the enemy loves to go after, is to tie you down, tell you that, hey, you're a millionaire and you can do whatever you want. I'll tell you, I knew tons of wealthy individuals that were in bondage because they let the money as this man and, and Mark 10 shows own them, that owned him, where that they wouldn't change what their heart was telling them to do because they felt that that possession owned them. Yeah, it's it's far too common that you see that somebody uh, has tried, they've set a dollar amount in their head. So they said, if only I have a million dollars, then I can retire. Then I can mm -hmm. do all the things that I'm dreaming of. And you know, with a proper financial plan, you might find out $800,000 is all you need and it unlocks everything. You can step away from work. You can do mm -hmm. ministry how you want to. You can love on your kids and your grandkids, go on the trips, travel, do everything that you've ever dreamed of. But if you're solely tying yourself to that number and not where your heart's leading you, you're going to be left wanting. So it's, it's an important fact that we see that comes up all the time when we're doing mm -hmm. a plan with somebody is where's your heart leading you, where are your values, what is going on there? Because we can make everything else work as long as we know that step first. Uh, well said. So Zach, with, with discovery, tell us a little about uh, with the being over the campus now, what does that mean? Uh, that's uh, it's a fun question because in the role of the church, it, it's so, uh, ebb and flow daily, uh, constant shuffle. It's a very people-driven business, right? It's all about people. So as a campus director, I wear two hats. The first hat is on administration and making sure that the church is up and running well. So that would consider things like the facility itself, um, making sure that all of our facility equipment 
and utilization of the space is in perfect shape for our members, for small groups, for gatherings, and obviously for church services. That was a unique time for me to join, which was in December of 2019. As you can all imagine, that was right at the early entry stages of COVID-19. We were just hearing about it in the news, you know, building from China, but all of a sudden starting with the church, which was already uh, virtually streaming on our Sunday services, to fully have to shut down almost on a, you know, pin drop notice to then go virtual, my role shifted in that moment dramatically. We also had a unique situation where my pastor from my campus was going on a sabbatical that had already been planned for five weeks, uh, and he left before COVID lockdown had hit. He was actually away when that occurred. So as you can imagine, that first entry phase for me was, uh, was a, a, you know, just a flash flood of information and change. But I think that's God working through me. It, it, he loves to find ways in order to strengthen us, and it's building character that you find in the midst of a shuffle that, that you're able to do that. So I, I wear that hat as a administrator, if you will, but then on the, the other side of the hat, which is a very important role, is the pastoral hat that I wear. So I oversee our hospitality teams. When you were to enter our facility, you'd be greeted, everyone from the parking lot all the way up to our prayer team that helps pray, pray over people. And I just help to make sure that those folks are getting what they need to feel spiritually fulfilled you know, we, we joke and we'll say sometimes, like, you've got a cup, and if you're constantly pouring into everybody else and not filling your own cup, you're eventually going to run out of water. And that's a really important concept re related to spiritual growth, but also financial growth as well. And when I look at that pastoral role hat, it's just so unique because you're dealing from all different people from different backgrounds in life, many of them coming to you proactively from a broken place. and I see how God lined me up in this because in financial planning, a lot of that transitions to what I do now. You know, Andy, you're a planner. You know how it is. People rarely walk through the front door and go, hey, I'd like to get help because everything is perfect. <laughs> Just doesn't happen. The line's not out the door. What we find is you get the phone call when someone says, I did not plan for this to happen now, and it just did. What do I do? I got the tax bill I wasn't expecting. My kid got, you know, into a situation. I've got to help him out. What are my liability concerns? You know, I, I haven't saved enough. And now my job forced me to retire. And I've got this pension option that I've got to pick from. So they're forced into a scenario that makes them feel uncomfortable and they seek help. People don't convert to any sort of religion, in my opinion, in the middle. They do it at the precipice or in the valley. When life is at its worst, they find their place to say, I've got to find a different path because where I'm going is not good. And on the peak side of it, it's who do I have to thank for what I've been blessed with? Something has, someone has to be looking out for me because this just doesn't make sense. And I find as you have those discussions with people, it's just unique to see what life brings them and the way it's never the same story. Yeah, that is a very true statement. Life will come at you fast and it will always be changing. So, Zach, where can people, where can people get more information about yourself or Discovery Church uh, to be able to, to keep up with you? Thanks, Andy. Discoverychurch.org would be our website. We have a central campus, which is in Sand Lake and Orange Blossom Trail. It's a new developed campus that it opened up in February 
brand brand new, and then we have our uh, satellite campuses, if you will, which is the one I work at in Winter Garden, and the other one in Alafaya. So you can attend all three campuses. We live stream from our Sand Lake campus on our Sunday services. Like I mentioned earlier, we are currently uh, you know, broadcasting right now Wednesday nights, as well as Sunday services and a watch on demand feature so that people that are obviously dealing with looking for a job or this busy season through COVID can simply watch it and uh, go back over recording that we have. Um, so you can do that. And of course, if you do come by the Winter Garden campus, uh, please make sure to say hello to me. We aren't open at the moment, but we are eager, eagerly awaiting the time when the restrictions lift and we feel that it's safe for our members to come back into our facilities. Well, fantastic. Zach, thanks for sharing the impact that you're making in the community with others. And this has been our first episode of Meet the Advisor. So I appreciate you taking the time to be able to share your story, both professionally and personally, uh, so we can get to know you better. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I hope you found the information here insightful. Both myself and the LifeWealth Group team want to provide you with the very best resources and education to make the best decisions for your financial future. And that's why I want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make informed decisions for yourself moving forward. We found that many people don't have a full understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much they're paying for fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest egg, let alone the tax implications of their retirement savings. When we meet, whether it's in person at our office or an online video meeting, we're going to help you understand all of those issues. We want to walk you through a proprietary planning process, the Life Wealth Dream Builder, where we focus on investment planning, risk planning, income planning, healthcare planning, and tax planning. To get started, all you need to do is visit thelifewealthgroup.com. Click Schedule a Conversation, where we will reserve a time to give you a complimentary impact analysis of your financial dreams. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Impact Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach. If you found this information helpful, you can also share the episode. Thanks again for taking the time to listen, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Orlando Impact Podcast. Securities offered only by duly registered individuals through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC, MAS, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. MAS and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. AEWM and the Life Wealth Group are not affiliated entities. The Life Wealth Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. 
Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. The LifeWealth Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute as tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with U.S. government or any governmental agency. Thank you.